1: Good afternoon and welcome to The Daily Digest with me, Lim Su-An and Tishao Ik this Wednesday afternoon. So on um, we have a special Daily Digest today. We're bringing you two stories this afternoon and for our first story, we'll be taking a look at the announcement by the Ministry of Health um, that was done on Tuesday that the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine will be used from uh, in Malaysia. At that time, it was said that only those aged 60 and above um, will be given the vaccine right now. But this move has also sparked pretty widespread concerns over the blood clot risks that the vaccine will pose, especially to our elderly. So we'll be taking a look at what these these risks are and whether it is safe to take the jab. Yes,
2: and in our second story, we're looking at whether we're doing enough, uh, whether enough is being done to curb COVID-19 cases in schools. So 2,617. That's the number of active COVID-19 cases to date involving schools, um, according to Health Minister Datuk Sri Dr. Adam Baba. Overall, they span 49 clusters and as the number of community cases continues to stay above 2,000 every day across the country, we'll be taking a look in the second story at what needs to be done to protect our school children and teachers and we'll be speaking to Professor Dr. Sanjay Rampal, epidemiologist at University of Malaysia for that. And we want to hear from you. What do you think should be done to prevent or reduce COVID-19 cases in schools? Um, we have a, a Twitter poll with that question, which has several options for you to choose from. Do you think we should close schools? Do you think we should do better testing and tracing? Or should we shut non-essential businesses and activities? Um, so if you are on Twitter, you can take that poll at BFM Radio. Or if you'd prefer to WhatsApp, you can um, tell us what you think. And also, uh, if you, uh, you know, just just share your thoughts about what's being reported at schools. If you have children in schools, tell us about your experiences with uh, any cases that may be reported there. So you can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899.
1: And uh, more on that later on in our second story. But first, we'll be talking about the AstraZeneca vaccine. So in a televised news conference on Tuesday, the Minister of Health, Datuk Sri Adam Baba, confirmed that the AstraZeneca vaccine is safe and will be administered to to those aged 60 and above for now. So this comes on the heels of reports that emerged um, earlier last month in March over possible blood clots linked to the vaccine. Now, Malaysia has thus far received um, about 2, um, hundred sorry, 268,000 doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine purchased through the COVAX facility and the COVID-19 Vaccine Candidate Selection Subcommittee has approved the use of the vaccine for those above age 60 and above as it fulfills three criteria, which is it reduces hospitalisation, ICU admission and the risk of
2: death in cases of COVID-19. So what exactly are these blood clots that are being reported and uh, are causing so much alarm? So it's actually related or or, or, or linked to a very rare adverse event that has been named thrombosis with thrombocytopenia syndrome. Basically what this means, despite its long and technical name, it just basically means unusual and severe blood clotting events that are associated um, with low platelet counts in the person's blood. So these blood clots tend to develop in the veins that are in the brain, abdomen, as well as uh, in the arteries. Now, um, you know, according to the Global Advisory Committee on Vaccine Safety, um, countries where um, they are using the AstraZeneca as well as the Johnson & Johnson vaccines Mm -hmm. because um, the blood clot risk is uh, being linked to both of these vaccines, Vaccines. Countries where these vaccines are being rolled out, they are investigating the link about whether the blood clots are actually something unique to the platform that's being used, which is because both of them are uh, using the adenovirus mm. vector. Now, numbers of these blood clot cases are still coming in because um, you know they have to ensure that uh, it is something that's linked to the vaccine uh, and not jump to conclusion because blood clots do occur uh, even if you don't get a vaccine. That's right. Um but out of the several hundred cases of these b- rare blood clots that have been reported, I do want to emphasize that only a handful of deaths have been reported. Now of course, any death um, is one death too many, it's tragic. But um looking at the bigger picture is just to remind us all not to jump to the conclusion uh that um you know, having a blood clot uh necessarily leads to death. You know, a lot of investigation is still ongoing to uh very very carefully find out what the link is and you know we should not get Um, overly alarmed by headlines, reporting numbers and deaths. Um, What we need to do is understand the concept of the risk of the blood clots. Mm.
1: And, you know, the risk of getting these blood clots from the vaccine is very, very, very low. So data from the UK suggests that the risk is approximately four cases per one million people that are jabbed with the vaccine. So Or one per 250,000 people. um, Based on the EU data, data it's approximately one per 100,000 that are jabbed. And these are, you know, countries that have been rolling out the AstraZeneca vaccine quite widely among their population. But, you know, if you look at it um, relative to other risks, right, your risk of getting a blood clot from COVID-19 is way higher. So there was a study from um, researchers at the University of Oxford that found that twenty out of five hundred and ten thousand people with COVID nineteen developed blood clots in the brain, which translates to about thirty nine in every million people. Mm-hmm. Mm. So and then you know people might be wondering as well, is there an increased risk in younger adults, right? And this is being investigated um, by looking into the rates at which these blood clots happen um, based on the age of the people. Um, some data some data also suggest that more women get the blood clots, but this also so maybe because the vaccine was prioritised for healthcare frontliners, and
2: you know these were predominantly women. Yes. So um, you know, uh, global regulatory bodies or international regulatory bodies have been studying and following this very closely. Some of them have come out uh, to offer guidance um, for the countries. So one key one uh, that made headlines is when the European Medicines Agency uh, did acknowledge uh, and has listed unusual blood clots with low blood platelets as one of the very rare side effects of the AstraZeneca vaccine. But in that same guidance, the EMA also said that the overall benefits of the vaccine in preventing COVID-19 outweigh the risk of these rare side effects.
1: Mm, And we're seeing different countries across the globe sort of taking different measures based on these risks and benefits, right? Um, Several countries are restricting the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine to certain age groups. Um, Denmark, uh, uh, has opted out of using it uh, altogether. Um, if you look over in the US and South Africa, they temporarily paused the J&J vaccine while they continue to investigate these links to blood clots. And I think people often get confused and alarmed when regulators do stop countries from giving the vax temporarily, right? And I think and, and, I, and I can relate to that because it, it does sound quite scary because mm-hmm. it's something that all of us are going to receive. I mean, yeah. regardless of which vaccine that you will receive, I think there is that, that fear that people have, but it's also important to pause and be transparent. Uh, It it shows the importance of, you know, these regulators doing their job. They're pausing, they're being transparent with their investigation and a pause in the um, use of the vaccine doesn't mean a final decision yet. You know, they're simply pausing it as a precaution while Mm -hmm. they continue to investigate the matter.
2: I mean, it would be worse if they didn't pause, um, you know, knowing that there may be a slight link it would be worse if they didn't pause and then they let it go ahead. Mm. So, um, you know... To those of you listening who are worried when you see headlines about a vaccine uh sort of like temporarily being stopped, just sort of like bear this in mind that it's part of the process. Now, coming back to the decision to use AstraZeneca uh, in Malaysia for the above 60s, um, obviously, uh, a lot of people are, you know, sort of responded with quite a lot of anxiety. Um, but yesterday, um, uh, Mosty Minister Khairi Jamaluddin did uh, make a statement that he will be holding further discussions with the health, health minister following these concerns. That have come up, and uh, as the coordinating minister for the immunisation program, he also added that you know it's not right to ignore all this public anxiety because it could jeopardise the success you know of the rollout of immunisation. Uh, and uh, we will be waiting for updates uh, today.
1: Mm. So to get an expert's view on these recent developments when it comes to the use of the Astrazeneca vaccine here in Malaysia, and also to respond to some of these fears that people have, um, we are joined today by infectious diseases physician Dr, Dr. Christopher. Lee. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Chris. Now, before we get into people's concerns, right? could you explain the risks of blood clots caused by the AstraZeneca vaccine?
0: Well, uh, of course, what we are, have heard about AstraZeneca in the last couple of uh, uh, months uh, and weeks in particular is that the increased risk of certain types of rare blood clots that we see in certain patients who have been vaccinated now, uh, I think scientists have already found a link. They think that there is a link, it's a form of a immune response to the vaccine, uh, causing uh, the blood to clot. Uh, this is rare, and this is linked with also a drop in the platelet counts. Now Most important, it is rare. It is not common. I think the risk has been estimated to be four in a million, so that's very, very rare. Uh, however, uh, in terms of efficacy of the vaccine it is still a very very good vaccine in the sense that it can prevent almost 100% prevent severe infections and 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 hospital and hospitalizations and deaths so i think we have to balance whatever uh, adverse effects versus what the vaccine can do for us
2: now dr chris the minister of health has said that the vaccine will only be given to those aged 60 and above for now is there a reason for the age restriction
0: well, two, two things. Uh, the, the, the few cases that we have seen, I think it's about 100 over cases so far reported to, to, in the world literature uh, linked to AstraZeneca. And uh, these blood clots occur either in the brain or, or, or in the abdomen. Uh, these have occurred mainly in, in people below the age of 50 uh, and somehow it seems to be also more common among women. Now, some of these women also have other risk factors like hypertension, also have risk factors like taking uh, contraceptive pills and things like that. Uh, now, since, because it seems to be happening among younger people, all right, so that's the reason why we put the age higher. So WHO, not just Ministry of Health, but WHO and many other countries in Europe have also started using the age group, those who are above 60, uh, because we seem to see less of these rare blood clots in people above 60. Another reason is also the, the risk-benefit ratio. Uh, as you know, younger people tend to do fairly okay, fairly well with COVID. Many patients will will be not very ill, and many of them, majority of them, large majority will survive with very little ill effects. However, if one gets older, above 60, above 70, these, the effects of COVID is a lot more serious the risk of mortality is much higher. So watching between the two, uh, so for the older people, uh, the risk of rare blood clot seems to be less, but their risk of dying from COVID is higher. So these are the people who will probably benefit, definitely benefit from from the AstraZeneca vaccine, whereas the younger ones, even if they're not vaccinated, their risk of being very sick with COVID is less, Plus. We do not want to add on any possible risk of blood clots to these younger people. That's the rationale behind that sixty year old cut off.
1: Mm. Now, Doctor Chris, some people have argued that they might be the unlucky few who fall within that estimated uh, four in a million that you mentioned who do develop, you know, the blood clots. You know, they say that very rare means that it still happens. So, how would you respond to that, and also put the risk into perspective?
0: Okay. I mean, sure. There are now a a few types of vaccines available. Uh, I think clearly around the world and and Malaysia is no different. uh, Our availability of vaccines is is not complete. We have some vaccines coming in, but do we have free flowing of vaccines coming to our country? The answer is no. So... Difficult to give people a specific choice. Obviously, some will prefer Pfizer, some will prefer Sinovac, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I think just like in America, the recommendation is you take whatever is available for you. Uh, um, there are certain groups of people, for example, if you have severe allergies, we probably wouldn't give you a Pfizer vaccine because of the risk, isn't it? But barring those other, those medical reasons, I think all the vaccines have shown they are beneficial. Uh, all these have been approved by WHO. They are beneficial. And uh, number two is, I, I think the side effect profile, we are clearer and clearer what the side effects are. And that can be monitored and that can be prevented to some degree. So I, I think allowing people uh, the choice, allowing people to have a choice would be uh, would make the, the vaccine program a lot more complicated. No question about it. And at the same time, we are trying to get to the herd immunity level Uh, sooner rather than later, isn't it? So, obviously, I think we need to push the agenda more, uh, faster, especially when the vaccine starts coming in. And I hear, uh, I think, end of this month, already some vaccines have come in this month. And in May, I think more vaccines will be coming in as well. So, I, I think our vaccine, our Facebook will really, really start going, I think, in May.
2: And uh, some people are worried for their elderly parents who have a history of blood clots or, you know, they may be on some kind of medication, perhaps blood thinning medications. So what are the considerations for these individuals or really anyone um, who who has this kind of ish, uh, history and is it safe for them to take the AstraZeneca vaccine? Well,
0: the the, the the rare type of blood clots that we are talking about have not been seen so often in the older older folks among older folks, and I think the, the the mechanism of this blood clots is a bit a bit different. In fact, if you catch COVID, the risk of having a blood clot after COVID or during COVID is much 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 higher. Uh, in in Sungai where a lot of patients are being treated, we do see a fair number of patients infected with COVID uh, having a stroke uh, soon after or during the COVID infection. Mm. That is not, no longer rare. In fact, that is reasonably common. Uh, that is why then that is despite us giving anticoagulation to try to stop, to cut down blood clots or deep vein thrombosis, and still we see blood clots happening uh, in the brain for some patients. So COVID itself is also uh, uh, a clot-forming uh, problem as well. So compared to the vaccines, uh, the the, the COVID risk is certainly much higher. So I think we need to balance it. Uh, If AstraZeneca vaccine is the only one available, uh, it's better to take the vaccine than not to take the vaccine, especially if you're older than sixty.
1: Hmm. But people are reading um, headlines and news reports that tend to highlight the number of people who have developed blood clots and the people, um, and the very small number of people who have died from these instances, um, rather than the number of people who are fine after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine. So, how do we convince people um, that it's safe, you know, whether it's the individual who's about to take the vaccine or their family members?
0: The numbers do matter. I mean, for more than 25 million people. Shots have been given for Astrazeneca, and that is being monitored the world over. Uh, in fact, it's likely because it's linked to Covax, it's likely going to be the vaccine that's used the most around the world. When, when the world, in totality, gets in totality, gets the the the, the vaccines available for the whole world, uh, and to combine all these rare blood clots, uh, we are talking about hundred over cases. So, in fact, it's slightly less than four in a million, even. Uh, mm. So that the odds are, the odds are certainly heavily in the favour of those who took the vaccine. Remember, we are not talking about uh, uh, getting a clot and not getting a clot. It's about getting COVID and not getting COVID. Um, if, of course, if we have all the vaccines in the world and we are like America, where you know all the big vaccine companies are available and they have the money to buy whatever they want to buy, if there's a choice, yeah, sure, I, I get it. But reality is this in many countries, and in Malaysia is included, we may not be able to have that choice for everyone. That's reality because we are buying vaccines from various sources, internet, right? Various sources. Because why? Because vaccine availability, you know. So, no question, WHO recognizes that AstraZeneca is a major player as far as vaccine uh, for COVID around the world, globally. Certainly, they acknowledge that. They have approved their use. Uh, 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 on the WHO platform, uh, so clearly, AstraZeneca also is a big player for us in Malaysia. So, if you do not take the vaccine, um, you know you may not get any other vaccine, uh, and therefore, that's that that is the equation you have to talk about: getting a vaccine versus not getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And the, the odds are still very much in your in in your favor. Um, so. I think we have to be realistic about it, especially now when we are seeing a surge in our country. The number of cases are going up. The number of ICU beds have gone up. We all see that every day, mm. isn't it? The number of ventilated cases are going up. And the number of deaths will follow. We know that. The more people go to ICU, the more people get ventilated. Unfortunately, with time, some of them may not make it and, and they will pass away. And and that is what has been seen around the world, and Malaysia is no exception. So I think it's important to remind people COVID kills many, 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 many times over what possible side effects the vaccines may have for us.
2: Now, Doctor Chris, there are a lot of WhatsApp messages being circulated that are encouraging senior citizens or, or really anyone else to ask whether they are getting the ASAC vaccine, and uh, if they are, to to you know cancel their appointments or refuse to have the jab. So, what are the risks of people doing this? Um, will they end up missing out on getting any jab completely? And what is your advice to those of us receiving these messages?
0: Yeah, I I don't know I mean here. <clears throat> a lot will depend on the Ministry of Health or or. or or why uh, we uh, the, the, the Foreign Immunisation Committee, how they're going to work these arrangements. But clearly, if fewer people go for the vaccine, two things will happen. Number one, that person may not be protected, will not be protected. Mm-hmm. They may get infected. The two issues may get infected. And, and of course, the, their risk to their health, especially for the older folks, and that is the concerning part, especially for the older folks. Old folks. Majority of those who have died are people above sixty, uh, especially those with mobility So it's it's really about their own lives, uh, as well their own safety. Plus, of course, safety of the country. If we are if we are starting, to, if we want to reopen, and because our economy is not great, well, clearly, if more and more people do not vaccinate themselves, then uh, we're going to be having a tough time reopening it. And the COVID will not just bring issues of suffering and mortality, but also economic. Uh, issues as well for the country. So I, I think on, ma- on, many, uh, at many, on many levels, I think not taking the vaccine is a step backwards, both for the individual as well as for our country.
1: All right, thank you so much, Dr. Chris. That was was Dr. Christopher Lee, an infectious diseases physician. He was uh, speaking to us and addressing some of the concerns that people have voiced over the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine and the risks of uh, blood clots. Yes, and
2: speaking of risk, uh, we have Anwar who WhatsApped in to say perhaps we should stop eating food because of the risk of choking. (laughs) Thanks, Anwar, for for helping us to put this concept of relative risk into Mm -hmm. perspective. And of course, uh, a few people have also WhatsApped in to alert us and we are also reading on Twitter that the JKJAV has announced, and this is uh, sort of um, I guess superseding what we earlier talked about, the AZ vaccine being offered to only those above 60. Mm. Now, instead, the uh, AZ vaccine will be offered uh, for people who choose, uh, only for those who choose to get the vaccine at uh, special selected vaccination centres. This will be offered on a first come first serve basis. Um, It will be limited only to Selangor and KL at first, and a booking system will be announced soon so it does sound like um, it's no longer going to be part of the uh, national program in the sense that it's not going to be just allocated to mm. you regardless of what you choose so now it's about if you are comfortable and safe with taking it you indicate your interest in uh, getting this vaccine. this vaccine and uh, KJ, uh, YBKJ also tweeted to ensure to assure that um, despite this uh, sort of change in the procedure he says that JKJ does stand by their decision that the AstraZeneca vaccine is safe for use,
1: mm. and I think you know Dr. Chris did address a lot of the concerns that people have, and I guess whether it applies to your elderly parents or to yourself, right? These are genuine concerns that people have because of all these um, news reports that are coming out, and and likely will still come out, right? Because investigations are still ongoing in so many of these countries, um, and, and and I guess it helps you know to just think about what Dr. Chris said, putting things into perspective, right? It's about um for some people you know that this is the the import uh, sorry I've, I've seemed to have lost my words <laughs> for some people getting the vaccine is the difference between whether or not you get covid and i think that um that should be one of the things to consider. For, that should for a lot be of the people. number
2: one thing mm. you can to consider, right? Uh, the protection of uh, the how much it protects you from uh, getting COVID or getting a very severe, severe form of COVID. And AstraZeneca has proven that its vaccine is able to protect us. So, you know, if you are considering uh, uh, signing up for the AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, I think the same standard advice will apply to everyone, no matter what age you are. Mm. There are certain symptoms that you should be on the lookout for after you. You get the jab. This includes shortness of breath, chest pain, swelling in your leg, persistent abdominal pain, severe and persistent headaches or blurred vision or tiny blood spots under the skin beyond the site of the injection, you know, on other parts of your body. If any of these occur to you after you've gotten an AstraZeneca jab or any other jab, see a doctor immediately. Either go to your family physician or go to the nearest hospital emergency department.
1: Mm. And you know, hopefully, Doctor Chris was able to allay some of your fears or clarify on certain things that you were unclear about the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um. And you know, you can tell us you know, with this new um, information that we've received from J K J A V and Y B Kairi Jamaluddin, Tell us, you know, would you be one of those um first in line to get the AstraZeneca yeah. vaccine, or you know, are, are you going to wait for your turn to come via the MySajtra app? You know, tweet us your thoughts at PFM Radio or WhatsApp us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and we'll read out your message- messages messages So we'll go for a very quick break now and when we come back we'll be diving into our second story for the day which is looking at COVID-19 cases in schools. This is the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.